Reggie is so pissed off. Like, if, if Moose was just like, hey, guys, it turns out it was Brandon over here. And it was, like, literally Brandon two people away. Reggie would have been like, Brandon, what the heck? And if he's like, yep. oh, it was a serpent, Reggie kicks a bench. If it was a North Sider, if it was somebody who was his friend on the football team, he would have been like, that's messed up, Brandon. <laughs> Hello and welcome to our Riverdale podcast brought to you by the Aficionados Podcast Network. My name is Robin Jeffrey. I'm a 23-year-old actor and filmmaker from Alberta, Canada. I like brooding anti-heroes and feminist agendas, and I have way too much knowledge regarding details that no one else remembers. I run at the 100 script on Twitter, and you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey pretty much everywhere. In this election, I would vote for Fred because, duh. Yeah, I mean, the answer's obvious. Yeah. And my name is Brittany Ray. I'm a 28-year-old writer and TV critic from beautiful post-apocalyptic Vancouver, BC. I like badass moms and long naps. I'm on Twitter at Britannia, where I can be found attempting journalism and talking about my cat. And in this election, I would vote for no one and write in Alice Cooper's name. Mm, good. Thanks. I mean, I guess I would vote for Fred because write-in votes are throwing away votes. Listen for those upcoming elections, fellow human beings. Yeah, Don't I was write in say- your vote. Yeah. That's bad advice. I only did it in a fictional setting. Yeah. Today we have words to say about episode 220 of Riverdale, Shadow of a Doubt. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Okay, so Shadow of a Doubt was a 1943 American psychological thriller noir film. I can't believe we're at episode 220. Bro, there's only two episodes left. What do I do with my time? I don't know. I guess you should probably just go into hiberna- hibernation. Well, no, you have to stay out because Drag Race is on and The Hundred's on, so. Yeah, I guess I'll just work on The Lost Podcast. The Lost Podcast. Starting season two soon. <laughs> Hashtag not spots. What a great segue. Yes, spots. Spots yes. by our own podcast. <laughs> yes, yes spots. <laughs> Brittany, I have a question. I have an answer. Toot or boot? Um, <sighs> Honestly, kind of low-key boot. What? Yeah. That's crazy for me because it's like definitely a toot for me. Explain, please. I just, I sat there at the end of the episode going, this feels very ham-fisted in terms of like twists and turns. It felt like an Mm. episode that was just killing time. Right. And I don't appreciate that. Like there's too much plot to wrap up for them to be doing stuff like that in, you know, episode 220. That's weird because that's how I kind of felt about last week's episode in terms of the Archie Veronica plot. Oh, yeah, for sure. I felt like this one, in terms of Archie and Veronica, was more relevant than last week's episode. Well, that's totally fair. And I feel like, in general, most of Archie's plot has been killing time in between the season premiere and the season finale. Mm-hmm. Because there's not... He, he hasn't done anything relevant. I mean, like, at least this one had, like, something important that was happening in the plot. Like, like the big debate, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's a fair point. I think it's because last week there was so much Snake Parents content, so I was very mm. biased. Oh, for sure. All right, should we get started? Yeah. All right, let's talk. Let's start with the Archie and Veronica stuff so that we can get to the stuff that's interesting. I don't want to talk about Archie. Let's just not. That's why we're doing it first, Buckaroo. All right. So Archie's going door to door, and he's like, hi, please vote for my dad. And the first guy's like, chill, yeah, I'll think about it. And the second guy's like, I'm voting for Hiram. And he's <laughs> Archie's like, Hiram's not a candidate, you moron. Uh, it's almost like no one can tell them apart. That was so gross feeling. Yep. I'm voting for, uh, Hermione, but, like, the dude version, you know? Well, that's how people treated Hillary Clinton. It's garbagey. They were like, oh, voting for Hillary, it's voting for Bill. And I'm like, they're two separate people. Yeah. That's not really the truth, but Kay. 
Yeah. Um, so Veronica's putting makeup on Archie to hide his bruises, I guess. This is just them being like, we don't want to put bruises on KJ every day. Okay, mood, but also like... How did Ronnie have makeup that would be good for bruise cover? You can't just slap concealer on it. Also, Veronica's a person of color. How does she have makeup for a ginger? I mean, I feel like Ronnie has like every shade under the sun just because she can. Right. Oh, true. She probably has, she like opens her like closet and she's just like the entirety of the Fenty (laughs) foundation line. Exactly. She was like, oh, I just bought every shade. Mm -hmm. This one's for Josie and this one's for you. I got them all. I got one for Betty. I got one for Kevin. Oh my gosh. And they're all just labeled instead of like the number and letter. It's like her friends. They're all labeled friends. Aw. That's really cute. That is cute. Headcanon accepted. Done. So Veronica's like, I'm going to have some suitors coming on. Um, so that, cause they want to like make alliances. And I'm like, why is this brave? Gross way to use your teenage daughter. Yeah. It's weird to me how chill she is about this. Yeah, like, does Ronnie not realize how disgusting the things that her parents make her do are? If, like, a bu- like five dudes came in and were just like, hello, we're here to court you, I'd be like, ah! I'd be like, no, go ah! away. Leave me! Let your parents do their own work. Yeah. Especially so- considering, like, her plotline wound up being useless with them anyway. Mm-hmm. And why are they all sons? Where are, wi- where are the women? Yeah, literally, like, yeah, it's gross in a bunch of ways. Um, like, where are the female mob bosses? Literally. Seriously, yeah. So Hiram's like, Archie, I want to talk to you. I hear you're campaigning for Fred. And he's like, I'm not campaigning for him. Which he totally is. Like, literally, if he's like... He totally is. I'm I'm campaigning for him, but I have an ulterior motive. Means you're still campaigning for him. And he's you like, just- my ulterior motive is that I'm going to stare into men's eyes... And find the black hood. And Hiram's like, I wanted you to be staring into my eyes. <laughs> Gay. So yeah, he's like, I thought you wanted to make your bones. And he's like, so let's bring back the dark circle. I got a new sheriff. His name is Michael Mineta, who isn't in the po- in the isn't in the podcast. Isn't on, like in the comics. Why do they keep bringing in new characters that aren't in the comics? You could find somebody on the list of Archie characters page because there are so many characters. Yeah, you could totally bring in anyone literally anyone if you were just like hey this guy was the um he he worked at pops for a bit and they were like he's the sheriff now i'd be like okay yeah like great more archie comics characters yeah whatever i like when they bring in new people that were that were in a tv show about archie comics exactly so i'm like okay but where did this name come from then actually i should look it up it's just gonna be archie it's just gonna be riverdale stuff probably manetta the manetta tavern i mean manetta is definitely Manetta a lobby Tavern. sounding name. Yeah, Manetta Tavern is what I'm getting. French restaurant in New York City. Michael. Manetta, is that Italian? Michael Manetta. It sounds Italian. Mostly just Facebook pages here. Michael Manetta obituary? I hope he's okay. I don't think he's okay, buddy. Ooh, comic. He's a comic character. Mike Manetta. Character what? from the Hangman series. Oh. He appears in five issues. What does he do? Super name, Mike Manetta. Real name, Michael Manetta. Aliases. Mad Dog and Hangman from Dark Circle Comics. Oh. Gender male, character type human, first appearance, the Hangman, whatever. Powers, teleport. Dark Circle Comics, though. Yeah, Dark Circle Comics is like the comics that made the Archie. Okay, so he is a comic character. Also, formerly known as Red Circle Comics, this imprint from Archie Comics. 
So we've already talked a little bit about this. So that's like a deep dive reference, actually. Yeah. That's cool. I'm so glad I found that just now. Yeah, because we were complaining for absolutely no reason. <laughs> All right, cool. So the hangman, he can uh, he can teleport. Neat. So dope. Okay, are you ready to hear a joke that I made? Oh, I'm so pleased with it. Yes. As soon as Veronica walked in the door and or like walked in the room and there were five guys standing there, I was like, ooh, five guys. Yes, I can make something funny here. Are you ready for what I came up with? Something about the restaurant. Yes. Are you ready? Yep. Five guys murder and lies. Oh my God. You know what? You don't need to be on this podcast. It could just be me. I thought it was pretty good. It's actually pretty good. Thanks. Like, I hate you, but it's great. I like literally sat there during the commercial at Drag Race and I was like, five guys, five guys, five guys lies. And then I was like, I need something with two syllables. Murder. Five guys murder and lies. Yes. It's genius. I know. Like, I hesitate, but it's genius. And so she's like, okay, well, nice to see you guys, but I have to go to school. So I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. And Hermione's like, um, that's rude. And she's like, I don't care. Bye. Power move. Yeah. And so they're talking about how important the debate is and how Fred can't even control his own son. So how is he going to control the town? I'm like, whose fault is that? You're the ones who have brainwashed his son. Yeah, on purpose. Yeah, exactly. And so they're saying, ooh, no one is safe, like, anywhere, blah, blah, blah. And he's, like, talking about the new sheriff. And he's like, sorry, Kevin. And Kevin's like, whatevs. He's like, I'm going to take down the guy that's cost my dad his job. And I'm like, where is he? Is he doing okay? Yeah. Where is he? Any, what, oh. We actually didn't see him at all in this episode. No. Um. Do you think that incriminates I, him or no? I, I feel like no. I feel like he would be more present if he were the Black Hood. I don't know, man. I, tr- I trust nothing with this show because they'll pull anything out, mm. you know, like yeah. a secret twin and then drop that plot line immediately. Yeah, I've seen a couple of theories about the secret twin that maybe like Clifford went, found Claudius, hung Claudius, and then it's Clifford pretending to be Claudius now. But would the show like care that much to do that? Yeah, I don't know. And also like, I feel like they were like, I'm just saying like a bunch of times, but hey, that's my vocabulary now. Yeah, welcome to the Fictionados. And I just feel like Clifford didn't have enough time to find Claudius because they were literally like, Dad, you're evil. And he's like, oh, crap. And then walked out to the barn. Yeah. So at at least that's what it seemed like to me. So I don't know about that. I mean, I like that theory and I think that would be a good twist. I don't know if the show would do something like that. Yeah. At this point, I just... I feel like Claudius needs to come into the plot more in these last two episodes or else like what was the point of bringing him back really? Exactly. Because at this point like I'm not I'm not really understanding all of the things about Penelope could have just been Penelope. Yeah, she, they didn't need a Claudius. So they didn't need Claudius, so he's got to come back. Like and Penelope could be homophobic and murderous all by herself. Exactly. Like she could push Nana Rose down the stairs all by herself. It's not her mom. Exactly. So Eh, whatever. So Moose is saying that it turns out Midge was with a serpent. I can't believe this is real. (laughs) Man, I liked my theory better. Me too. I also liked your theory better. Do you want to remind everyone what your theory was? My theory was that Fangs was Midge's dealer. Yeah. And that that's why, like, the Black Hood thought they were sinning is because she was still, like, doing jingle jangle or whatever the hell thing that he could provide for her. This is really disappointing to me that it's real, actually. Because 
we were talking about how it's like you can't kill off Midge because Moose and Midge are so iconic. And so not only mm-hmm. did they kill off Midge, but they also ruined Moose and Midge. And Midge. They posthumously made her a cheater. Exactly. So now her memory is of a cheater. That's pupsetting to me. It's just Moose, like... <sighs> and also Midge! I can't decide. What did Midge even die for? Don't know. I mean, does the Black Hood know about her adultery as well? It's not adultery because she's not a freaking adult! But but how would the Black Hood know about it? Exactly. Why does the Black Hood know literally everything? And I don't think we'll get an answer to why the Black Hood knows these things. I think we just, like, have to, like, assume... My big that thing he is just... how the Black Hood knows about, like, Dwayne and how Dwayne died. Exactly. When that was, like, so hush-hush. How does he know that? But, um... I don't, th- I don't think we'll get an answer to that. I don't, I don't think, think so it'll either. be wrapped up. I think that's gonna be a plot hole. Yep. So yeah, it turns out Midge was with a serpent. Reggie is so pissed off. Like if, if Moose was just like, hey guys, it turns out it was Brandon over here. And it was like literally Brandon two people away. Reggie would have been like, Brandon, what the heck? And if he's like, yep. oh, it was a serpent. Reggie kicks a bench. Reggie's like that guy who's just waiting for someone to commit a crime so that he can justify hating them. Like Reggie's just a bigot. Yeah. So if it was a North side or if it was somebody who was his friend on the football team, he would have been like, that's messed up, Brandon. <laughs> But it's not really bigotry. It's just he's like biased. Is it not bigotry? Because he's because it's like classism. You know what? That's right. It is classism. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was just like the serpents and like the gang. But you're right. There's a huge element of classism there. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, Moose, why wouldn't you tell people that? And he's like, I didn't want to be painted as the jealous boyfriend. And that's fair. And, you know, logically, like that makes sense to me. But yeah, also sure. like, you don't lie to the police, fam. That makes Especially- you worse. When your girlfriend has been murdered, like, why would you not be interested in trying to help solve that murder? Like, if you didn't do it, you don't have anything to be worried about, in my opinion. And if he knew it was Fangs, why was he protecting Fangs? I don't think he did know it was Fangs. But how would he know she was cheating and not know who who with? He said that she, that she told him that he, she was cheating and that she let it slip it was a serpent, but she didn't say which one. Oh. Well, I, I just figured he probably had seen them together backstage because they were together backstage. Well, that's what Jughead saw them backstage together. But then Moose stomped away and it kind of implied that, like, he'd seen something. Yeah, that was, like, pretty close together, too. So, like, what exactly. was the timeline there? Yeah, no, I agree. That's the um, timing I'm thinking of. So, but but my other thing is that just, like, if Moose had been, like, if, if this classism is really going on here if moose had been like hi i'm saying something incriminating but i'm not like like there's something incriminating about me but i'm not telling you also i'm innocent and fang says there's something incriminating me about me i'm not telling you but also i'm innocent and they're just like fangs you're not innocent because he's from the south side yeah and they're like moose you from the north side (laughs) walk away you get a pass yeah exactly. exactly so now they have to figure out which serpent and of course we all know we already know. Veronica is interviewing all of the dudes. Some some dudes talking about a heckin' cannery. And I'm like, walk away, man. Yeah. Nah. Someone's talking about- That was always gonna be a hard sell. An arena. So like a boxing wrestling arena or something. And they say, who's your fave boxer? Boxer, And she said that it's Michelle Rodriguez in Girl Fight. Okay, I love that answer. It's gay as hell. Also, shout out, Michelle Rodriguez was on Lost. Yes, she was. Yeah. So I was like, I know that person. And Robin sees the world through the lens of Lost. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. So so when she said Michelle Rodriguez in Girl Fighter, I was or Girl Fighter, whatever, I was like, I I have not seen that movie, but I understand what you're saying. 
because I have seen Lost. Yeah, can can relate. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this other guy is talking about having like a racetrack and that maybe they could name a horse after her. And my favorite line of all time. Well, not all time, but you know. <laughs> I would rather have a ship. Yeah. I don't want a horse. Yeah. And it's like, you know what? I get it. Same. I would like to have a person named after me. My dad has oh, two right. people named after him. So you got to catch up. Exactly. And I'm okay. one of those people. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, You're at a disadvantage already. And then we have this guy whose name is Elio, and he's also not in the comics, but he his family does casinos. All right. I don't know. I, I would have chosen the track. I would have been like, I love horses. I will pat their I heads. Know. I don't know if I would have chosen the track. I probably would have gone with the casino, too. But I probably would have done more research into what less what it could do for the lodges and more what it could do for the community. Because mm, mm-hmm. the casino's not going to do much for the residents of Riverdale. Yeah, I'm like... It's going to do a lot for tourism. You already have enough people who have, like, issues. addiction issues, alcoholism issues. Like, do you need to give them gambling problems? Yeah, exactly. They already have troubles. Please leave them. Please free them exactly. from this. Oh my god, not to mention they're building it on Native American land. True? Ew, Ronnie, what the hell? Yeah, no snaps to that for sure. Ugh, that, ugh, that implication is gross. Mm -hmm. Anyway. I guess Hiram wanted to introduce Archie to to the sheriff like two days later or something, but he's like, Archie, WTF, like what's up, dude? Huh? What? What's up with Hiram? And Archie's like, listen, I thought you wanted to intru- introduce me, so I just thought I would come and I-, I would help you out. What's going on with Hiram? I don't know. He's he's like, ugh. Like, it's vaguely menacing, but I can't figure out why and what his motive it's is. It's like worse than usual. And like, not necessarily yeah. like morality wise, but like, just like, I thought Confusing. you loved your daughter and, it, you know, y- you've welcomed her into your circle or whatever. And now you're just ignoring her when she's, like, trying to be pr- a productive member of the of your little party? Yeah, like, what purpose is she supposed to serve for him? Like, my other thing is that it's just, like, why welcome? Why welcome all of these five boys into your house and be mm-hmm. like, yes, yes, oh, by the way, you're being courted today. If mm-hmm. you don't want her to to act on what she's being proposed. I think it was a kind of distraction to keep Ronnie busy while he did something else. And he never expected her to actually put in the work. You don't know your daughter. I don't, or, or to succeed. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a big part of it. Because, like, which is so weird because Ronnie succeeded at every single task that he's given her. Mm-hmm. So, uh, basically, he's like, okay, well, listen, you're my copo buddy. So, Veronica's going to go have, like, a little party with this dude. So, will you go with her? And Archie's like, yeah, yeah, yeah I will. Sure, whatever. <laughs> so he's just there and he's like, I'm just here for the coffee cup. This is a far more tolerable Archie. Oh my gosh. Archie was like pretty good in this episode. I was worried he was going to ruin it. Like my main, yeah. like the one moment where I was like, Archie could ruin him being good this episode was when yeah. Jughead was like, Archie, get down here. I was like, what if he doesn't is go? Is Archie going to go? What yeah. if he doesn't go? I would have been so disappointed in him. And then when I saw him there, I was like, thank you. You're tolerable today. Yeah, like Archie remembered like what loyalty is. One of the rare episodes where Archie is okay. Archie being a decent human watch. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so the bar is so low. 
This it's so low. Just be the bar is so be a low. person who's not terrible. And so they get there and they're talking about something called the Sweetwater Casino, which is what they want to call it and stuff. And so Veronica's like, "Hey, I'm gonna go powder my nose," and I'm like, "Just say you're peeing, <laughs> like whatever." Um, and so the dude's like, "How'd you get in with the lodges? Like, I hear you're one of Hiram's capos." And he's like, "I'm just chilling with Veronica." And he's like, "That's not what I heard. I heard you yourself killed Papa Poutine." And also, Papa Poutine has a son whose name is Small Fry. Oh my god! What? This is the best. Guess what my favorite part of the episode this was? Is, this is the best new development yeah. in this storyline. This is the best thing that has come out of this storyline. Honestly, it's the best thing that's come out of this show. <laughs> Small Fry. I hope we see him. Papa Poutine and Small Fry. I hope we see him. Yeah. And so he's like... So yeah, Small Fry wants like revenge or whatever. And Archie's just like, okay. And I'm like, Archie, hello, the son of a mobster wants to kill you? And Archie's like, man, a friggin' mass vigilante wants to kill me. Put him on the list. <laughs> yeah, right? It's like, get in line, pal. And it's like, you know what? I actually do respect Archie and his attitude there mm-hmm. because Archie's just like, man, okay, whatever. Yeah, I guess. What Literally, what else is new for him? <laughs> so he gets home and Fred got a note that he's next. Why? I mean, because he's another person that got away from the Black Hood. But why him and not Hermione? I mean, I think that's a question for literally bo- even before he was getting out, coming after the people that. And also, like, my big question for the end of the episode is, like, why is the Black Hood going after Cheryl when he, like, so adamantly didn't want to kill Cheryl before? I, which goes back to is the Black Hood can't just be one person. Mm. Like, who else lives there? Nana Rose. <laughs> he, like, knocks on the door and Cheryl's like, ah! And he's like, is your grandma here? Is Nana Rose here? Can she come out and play? She she has, um, she, oh, she's escaped me because she survived falling down the stairs. It's Claudius. <laughs> this just in. Both twists. Both murderers. We're Clifford. I think, I think one is Hal, one is Clifford, and one is Hiram. Ooh. And Keller just, isn't even part of it anymore. No, yeah. <laughs> I love this. <laughs> yep, that's the answer. That's it. I was just like, here's all the characters I want to get rid of. Mm-hmm. Actually, I don't, as much as Hiram makes me angry, I don't want to get rid of him because I think Mark Consuelos is doing such a great job. He is doing a good job. Agree, agree. I, I, I enjoy watching him as much as I've hated his plot line with Archie. Yeah. Hiram himself, if, if they developed him a little bit more and gave him a little bit more complexity that wasn't just like confusing villain, mm-hmm. I think he could be a really interesting character. But like, think back on this season. When has Hiram ever had a humanizing moment? Hmm. Have you ever wanted to root for Hiram? Oh, certainly not. No. So how can he be the main character on a show where you're not rooting for him, but he's also... Have like, I ever wanted to root for Hiram? Like, unless you... I, I mean, I kind of wanted him to see to beat the crap out of Archie when they were wrestling. But that's different. Yeah, no, I can't really think of a time, actually. No. And that's, like, not even a joke. Like, I don't... I don't remember ever wanting him to be successful. Exactly. So they're all at the Andrews and they have like a police deputy, I guess, like testing on the door, which is good. I'm like, thank you for doing your job. Oh, um, the bare minimum. And so they're like, should we cancel the debate? And Fred's like, you know what? I think like as long as we've, we're going to make sure that town hall is like really safe, we should go for it because, you know, we can't show weakness. Fred's brave. Fred is so brave. He's so brave. We love him. So Veronica tells Hiram like did you get my proposal about the casino and he's like no 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 we can't do it because it's not legal and she's like no 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 like it, it will be legal and 
he's like, no, we're trying to be good people. Uh, yeah, just pass. No. Are you trying to be good people, no, though? No, no. Are you? No. Or are you a big fat liar who really just didn't care what Ugh. Ronnie was doing? Hiram is just a poison to his family. Yep. It's gross. I mean, Hiram as a character has halted all development that Hermione was getting. He, she has regressed. Yes. And so Archie's going to wait up with his heckin' baseball bat again because it worked so well the last time. And yes, it did. Sure. And he's like, listen, there's a deputy outside. For, and once again, that deputy must be scared out of his freaking mind, his or her freaking mind. And yep. Archie's like, oh, but what if they fall asleep? Like, what if you and both like, fall asleep, you moron? Yeah, I was like, you're a teenage boy, so you're probably going to fall asleep. <sighs> you're the one who needs sleep. Hello, you're a growing boy. And he's oh, like, wow, that almost sounded like concern for Archie. <laughs> Are you feeling okay? And he's talking about how he feels really helpless and how everything has kind of been broken since like 201. And he's trying to fix everything. And I'm like, dude, it's not up to you. Like, you're a kid. Be a kid. And also, if everything has felt broken since then, why have you completely ignored and treated your father like crap? Yeah. Like, what if your dad also feels like everything's broken, except more so because his son hates him? And he doesn't have a partner. Exactly. He just hangs out by himself. He just sits yeah. and, like, writes his own heckin' mayoral speeches. Like, what's he gonna do? Exactly. He doesn't have a partner. He doesn't have... I mean, like, he has a dog. Yeah. And, I mean, that's good. Yeah. But still. And so then they they hug and, they you know, it's a nice moment between those two for sure. It's It's a nice moment that I will grudgingly give Archie credit for. After the bulldogs go kind of nuts on the white worm and stuff, Archie's like, guys, what the heck? Like, don't do that crap, hello? And Reggie's saying that Hiram has been paying them and that the dark circle is Reggie's now. Okay, so what do you think Hiram's doing to Archie? Is he, like, kind of just inching him out? That's what I was thinking Slowly as pushing well. him aside. But I can't figure out the exact motive. Um, okay. Well, here's the garbage thing is that Reggie or Hiram is like, Reggie, the dark circle is yours now. And also I'm paying you to do bad things and be terrorizers. And mm -hmm. then they go to the debate and Hiram gives Hermione like a little nod. And Hermione is just like, have you heard of the dark circle? And <laughs> Fred's like, uh, no, I'm not on Facebook. And, oh, and... Hermione's like, well, the Dark Circle is a terror group and is just, like, garbage and everything's bad and, like, uh, lives and works on horror and blah, blah, blah. And it's also run by your son. And, and it's like, um... So... Okay, so they've definitely... So what it is is that... Okay, I figured it out. Yeah, I think um, I figured it out, too. They just want to discredit Fred and they'll do it through Archie. Exactly. And I think that if... Archie had been, like, actually a part of this. Like, he's inching Archie out because if Archie was actually a part of this, then Archie would be like, um, let's not. Hello, that's my dad. And at, this, and at the same time, like... Although, has he done that before? No. Yes, he did. He for threatened Hiram and said, don't mess with my dad. And, like, don't come between my dad true, and I. True, true. And so Hiram took that to heart and he's like, fine, I'll some find someone else to get between you and your dad. So once again, Hiram demonstrates that even though he demands loyalty, he does not give it. Mm-hmm. So then Veronica goes to McCoy and she's going to get some legal advice and like pay her and everything. They talk about how she's going to need a gaming license and that she wants to be like above the board and be a good person about it. And how the hell does she find out this information as a teenager? Mm, don't know. That's the thing. So it's just like a casino. Are people under 18 allowed to go in casinos even? 
Um, in America, that you're not allowed to unless you're under twenty, unless you're over twenty-one. How is Veronica's Veronica like? I'm a seventeen. I'm assuming I'm a seventeen-year-old. I'm going to start a casino that I'm not even allowed to go inside, and uh, the legal way. Yeah. Um, I don't know, fam. Don't think that's happening. So, welcome to the debate. Uh, Hermione has some buttons, and you know, Veronica is saying, "Listen, we can still do the casino. I figured it out. We we can do it even like without his family." And Hiram's still just like, "Listen, can we put this on the back burner? Like, we're a little busy today. I got stuff to I got do. Stuff to do. So, can we not? Thank you so much." And so we have the Hermione and Fred handshake, and I'm like, "Remember when you guys used to bang? Like, remember how you've seen each other naked?" <laughs> And no one brought that up again. Hey, guys, talk about your history. That's what I care about. God, how badly did you want Alice to call that out? Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a friend who directed this episode. Oh, yeah. Yeah, his name is Greg Smith. And he played mm. my favorite character on Rookie Blue. And I met him when we went on to the set of Rookie Blue in 2012. So congrats to Greg Snaps. He did Snaps. a great job. He did a really great job. And, um... Yeah, he was a Toronto guy, but I guess he's moved over to Vancouver. I'm proud of him. He started directing some episodes of Rookie Blue, and I guess, you know, he's moved on up in the world, and yay him. That's dope. Yeah. Yeah, so they do the handshake, and Alice is saying, how will you restore safety to the town? And she's saying, listen, we've already brought in a new sheriff from Centerville, and he's already caught Midge's killer. And Midge's mom is like, snaps, and and Fred's like, "Uh, literally, we haven't even had a trial. Yeah, everyone's like, oh my god, yay, and I'm like... Do you people not understand justice? Just because he was talking to her? I don't know. Okay, whatever. So Yeah, like, y'all are just willing to believe anything of the South Side, huh? Are you ready for some memes that I made up? I'm always ready for memes. What a stupid question. (laughs) So Fred goes, first of all, Fred says, he might not even be guilty in it, and how could he say something so controversial yet so brave? <laughs> you know, and then here's yeah. the thing: literally everyone boos, which is like the point where I was just like, and then Sweet Pea stands up, or <laughs> like, and then a spotlight falls, and he he's right. It's Sweet Pea. It's he's Sweet right. <laughs> he's right. You know, um, Sweet Pea's so brave. So then they start talking about the Dark Circle, which we've kind of talked about, and how it was started by Archie, and it's like a horrible group. Everything's garbage. The Black Hood shows up, who has a gun. And it seems like nobody died, which is good. Yeah, what kind of, what the hell kind of killer? It's almost like someone hired a Black Hood lookalike. Mm. But he was wearing the same plaid shirt, so I'm kind of lost. Yeah, I I mean, obviously this person is not, like, in their right mind. But I can't imagine being like, you look like the build of this serial killer. Would you like to impersonate him and maybe get shot by the police? Ooh, good point. And the dude's like, yup! Sounds like, good! Oh my god, I'd friggin' love to do that, man. <laughs> and so... Fred's kind of being like, hmm, guess uh, Tom Keller's looking pretty good right now, huh? And I'm like, oh, he's petty. I like him. I love sassy Fred. Yeah, it's great. And this is hilarious. He's just like, listen, we were posted at every door, except there was a secret trap door. What the hell? Let it be known that you should always look for secret trap doors before you you protect a building. I mean, but only in Riverdale would there be a secret trap door. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah. And so uh, they're like, okay, well, we will catch him tonight. And it's like, okay, heckin' good luck with that. But also, it just occurred to me that, like, that was Town Hall where that happened, correct? That's where, like, most things happen in Riverdale. Like, that is the same set where, like, Josie and the Pussycats, like, um, sang at, I can't remember exactly what it was called, in season one where, like, Jughead and Archie, like, hung hung out above in that loft Oh, yeah. 
right? And like watched it because Archie wasn't actually allowed to be there or whatever. And so that's where Betty was at the end of the episode. I'm like, dude, you can't just break into a crime scene. Like that literally happened like an hour ago and the police are just like, yeah, leave town hall. There are no clues there. What happened to Dilton? He was the videographer. He got stabbed maybe by himself. And now where is he? Yeah, where did Dilton go? (laughs) Reggie was like, hey, listen, the red circle's now called the dark circle. (laughs) And Dilton's like, whew, too spoopy for me, friend. Bye. Dilton is the black hood. (laughs) Dilton is the black hood. Dilton has gotten real, real fit, real bulky. Yeah. And now he is the black hood. Almost too bulky. Almost suspiciously bulky. Hmm. Hmm. So I I think I'm on to something. Hiram's like, why don't you bring Archie? He's seen him. And Archie's like, actually, I'm here choosing my dad. And you know what? They have this like look between them, like Archie and Fred. And I feel like this really makes up at at least partially for that time when Hiram was like, so we're going to turn it into a prison. And Fred's like, pass. And he was like, come on, Archie. And Archie was like, I'm going to stay here. I mean, I guess it does. But at the same time, I just wanted to fight Archie for that. Oh, yeah, like, I'm not saying it, like, completely does, but, like, at least a little bit, like, thank you for figuring your heckin' self out. Oh, for sure, for sure. And so Hermione's, like, shaking, and I noticed that, like, this is the first time where I really realized that when we see Hermione, she almost always has a glass of alcohol in her hand. (laughs) Is she okay? She's such a a wine mom, I love her. Is she okay? She's okay, she's just under a lot of stress. Okay, I hope she's okay. She's um, Linda Belcher. Mommy doesn't get drunk. She just has fun. And so they're like, M- Veronica's like, maybe we should drop out. Like, I don't know. Like, maybe this is a Fred problem. And heckin' Hiram's like, mm, no, we've worked too hard. Let's put your mother in danger constantly. This sounds great. Whatever. And she's like, you know what? Yeah, he's right. And I'm like, are you seriously willing to gamble away your, wi- your wife's life? <laughs> your wife's life? Your wife's life? Are you seriously about to gamble away your wife's life? Or gamble away your wife's life? My goodness. And so Veronica's like, you don't have any respect for my mom. You don't have any respect for me. And so she's like, I have the money and I'm going to do it. I have a million dollars. It's going to be dope. And he's like, as if that was your million dollars. I put it in a trust and you can't touch it till you're 21 when hopefully you're better at making decisions. And I'm like, I am furious that Ronnie didn't immediately hide that money. Oh, but also if someone was like, I put a million dollars in a trust fund for you, I'd be like, thank you so much. Thank you so much. (laughs) But if I had the million dollars and got it first, I'd be like, why did you take my money? Yeah. Anyway, Hiram sucks. Not a fan. Mood. Mood. Not a fan. And so Hiram's out here just sparking crap. And he's like, Reggie, man, it's too bad our justice system sometimes lets guilty people go free. Like, I don't know. Maybe... I don't know, maybe, like, w- would someone be able to do something about it? Like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what, what could we do? Reg, <laughs> between you and I, you got any ideas? Yeah, I, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what to do. <laughs> Help! I'm just, I'm so lost, Reg. <laughs> do you have any suggestions? Like, Because I got nothing. Also, do you need a gun? <laughs> where, did, yeah. where did you get that? From Dilton? Dilton the gun supplier? Yeah, he actually has, like, a side business. And so Veronica goes to the Andrews' house and supports Fred now, which I support. Mm-hmm. And then goes up to Archie's room, is wearing lingerie, and now they're, like, doing it. <sighs> Why? What was the point of that? What was Why? the point of that? I don't know. This was not the time. No, it wasn't. Huh? I don't know. What? I don't know. <laughs> I don't get it. 
This makes no sense. They were like, we haven't met our sex scene quota for the whole uh, season yet. And I'm like, but you robbed us of Alice and FPs. I'm so weirded out by this. Like, she's like, hey, I just did something morally good. Does that turn you on? And Archie's like, yes, actually. Archie's like, yep. I don't usually do that. Yeah. Archie's like, that's new. What's that like? (laughs) Frick. I was like, what's the point of this? Why? Why the lingerie also? Where'd you get that? Is that your mom's? Ew. Am I wrong? Yes. She probably went and bought it. What? You shouldn't do that. You're a teen. I mean, she's a teen with money. What'd you expect her to do? (sighs) I guess. If If I worked at Victoria's Secret, I'd be like judging you. I'd be like, do you need that? You're a teen. What? It's just a bra. It's just like a little bodysuit. I guess. It's harmless. Okay. Okay, well, that's it. That's that storyline. Oh, God, it took forever. Yeah, and it ended with gross. Yeah. All right. Ended with underage sex. Yay. Cooper time. Finally. Let's Cooper it up. So, Betty thinks it's Hal, and that chick was a test, and they would that they survived it, and they will survive anything. Sure. Okay. Um, it seems like Betty is also lying to Jughead, so the only person she's not lying to is Cheryl, which I think is cool because they're buddies and they're cousins. Because they're cousins. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, at least it can't get worse. And she's like, yeah, I mean, what if my dad was the Black Hood? And he's like, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> that would be worse. I guess that would be worse. That would totally be worse, man. <laughs> Whatever. And so she goes and tells Cheryl about it. And she's like, when you found out that, like, your dad was the one who, like, actually killed your brother, did you really, like, did you know? Like, could you feel it? And she's like, um, yeah, I guess so. I mean, and could she, though? She's like, yeah, I think that my dad's the one who is the Black Hood. And she's like, okay, well, he's not very sneaky, TBH. And also, Betty's accused everyone under the sun of being the Black Hood, so... Literally. Literally everyone. I just want to give a shout-out to Cheryl for using wherefore correctly. <laughs> she's so fantastic. We're su- we support her, because, like, most people think wherefore art thou Romeo means where are you, Romeo, but it means why are you, Romeo? Yep. It means, like, why must you be a Montague when, and, like, if you could be anybody else, we would be allowed to be in love or whatever. So saying, like, wherefore does this come from? Or, like, not wherefore does this come from, but, like, wherefore... I can't remember the exact... Why do you have this idea? Yeah, exactly. Why, like, why are you saying this rather than where is this coming from is what she's saying. Yeah. Which I support. And she's like, I don't know, I could just feel it. Like, should we go to the police? No, we need to be sure. We need, like, proof or a confession, like, for shizzle. And... Which I need to stop saying. That's like now in my vocabulary again, and I don't want it. That's really embarrassing. What year are you from? That, what an interesting way to ask how old I am. <laughs> what year are you from? <laughs> I meant to say, like, what year are you living no, in? No, I understand. Um, and so she's like, you should pretend to be, like, that everything's normal. And she's like, oh, I'm the heck an expert of that. Yeah. And she's like, I don't know. Like, I don't think he would hurt his own daughter. And she's like, and Cheryl's like, that, I mean, that's what I thought about my dad, but he literally killed my brother. He killed his yeah. actual son. So that's, yeah. just the, that's just the world. Betty says, Alice, well, she says, mom, maybe you should go back and work at the register. Like you're moderating the day, debate. Maybe you should also like be covering it. And they're like, yeah, sounds like a good plan. And she's like, yeah, and I'll help too. It'll be a great family fun time. And there's no other, like, I have no ulterior motive for this. Yeah, there's no motives here. No. Together, family, woo! And so they're at the register, Betty's staying later, and once they leave, because they're going to go for dinner, and she wants a tomato bisque. Sure. You can just call it soup, probably, but okay. I mean, I'm sure bisque means something else. I guess so. And so she goes, what are you, a soup snob? 
Yes! Um, Why don't you build a bridge and get over it? Don't eat salads on plates! Oh my god, here we go again. So, she gets Hal's appointment book, and she, like, photocopies it and everything. And it turns out that all of his, like, dates have lined up, and it says that he's doing things on all the times that that... The, the, like, that, that can't be a coincidence. No. Hmm. But maybe it is. Maybe it is. You know what? It could be. It's yeah. just real heckin' coincidental if it is. Because this show will tell you one thing and then do six others. Mm-hmm. So then they get a call and it's Dr. Curdle, which of course that's his name. What a great name for him. He's not in the comics, Do- but... Dr. Curdle. But of course his name is Dr. Curdle. And the morgue has a new body and it's been mutilated. And he's like, yeah, small bills, thanks. And, you know, of course they're like, it could be Chick, let's go. Um, I mean, I really did think it was going to be Chick. You really did? I really did. I fully did, because we only got, like, a quick second of that. And as soon as I looked up, it looked enough like Chick that I literally texted you guys. And I was like, haha, bye, Chick. Oh, wait, no, never mind. No, you thought it was Clifford. I thought it was Clifford because I saw that little piece in the trailer. But yeah. once I saw it, actually, like, and, and we were like, um, it's supposed to be Chick, then yeah. Yeah, you're right, you're right. When I got, like, the narrative, like, heckin' context or whatever. But exactly. anyway, they go, and he's like, um, I thought you were going to be Alice. And she's like, whatever, I miss his... I miss Cooper. I'm a Cooper. Here you go. Here's my money. And he's like, okay, whatever. Yo, pilot call back to when Alice bribed him to see Jason's body. Right? Yeah. I feel like she also did that one other time, but I don't recall when. She probably did. (sighs) Let me see if I can find that actually in the Riverdale wiki because I'm interested in this. Maybe it was Clifford's body? Oh, it might have been. Yep. Hold, please. I'm just going to go on the Riverdale wiki and search morgue and hope that something comes up. Cheryl and Jason, Cliff Blossom. Cliff, Penelope, and Cheryl arrive at the morgue to identify Jason's body. No, that's not it. Okay, what if I look up Curdle character appearances? It's Dr. Curdle. Why doesn't Dr. Curdle have his own page? Ugh. The Riverdale wiki is so much worse than the Lost wiki. <clears throat> anyway. The Lost wiki. Is Cry nice. about it. So, uh, he's fa- he was found in the men's room of a rest stop. And it wasn't Chick, but it could have been. And maybe he went back to Transylvania. Yo, that's a brutal place to be found dead. Dude, seriously? In a bathroom? Yeah, you just go for a pee and then someone kills you? Like, come on, man. I want to know that guy's story. I just feel bad for him. Um, so Betty feels like she really is a murderer, and this is what the Black Hood always wanted because they're, like, the same. And Cheryl's like, you know what? Maybe you should confess. Like, see what happens. So Betty does. That's a freaking great idea. (laughs) So she confesses to her family and she says that she talked with the Black Hood and she delivered Chick to him and that makes her an accomplice and that's okay because she has a darkness. And Hal's like, I also have a darkness. Twinsies. And I'm like, enough with the fake darkness. (laughs) This is so weird. He's like, you know what? It was a really hard time when I was like away from you guys. And there's this moment, like every other time I see Hal, I was staring at his eyes. They're heckin' blue. They're like blue-green. They're like a blue-green. But of course, as soon as like they have like this close-up on him, and he looks up, and they're so green. Yeah. They like photoshopped, not photoshopped, but they edit it so that it was super, super green. I'm like, what does this mean if it's not supposed to be him? But I can't tell if it's a misdirect or not. Me neither. Like, is this just another like misremembrance? Like, just because Betty wants to see them as green? Exactly. I don't know. Um, And it has to be a misdirect because like, there's still two episodes left. Exactly. Yeah, my, my note was eyes green, too green. <laughs> Suspiciously green. So Cheryl's doing her nails, and Betty is talking about how she found out that he still has a share B&B. 
that 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 he's still like paying for. Um, I took a picture of his credit record or his credit statement. So so gas, petroleum, barbershop, cell phone, pop, Steiner. Um, that's about all I can make out. But he paid. How much did he pay at Pops? Forty five dollars on the dot, huh? But that's infinite Riverdale first credit card. Riverdale first credit union. Why does Riverdale have its own credit union? Well, one restaurant, but definitely credit union. But its own credit union for sure. What the heck? Okay, anyway. I messed up by that. So uh, they're going to break into his place. Yeah, let's do it. So they break in, and I tried to, like, get as much information from this apartment as possible. Dude's been Mm -hmm. eating SpaghettiOs with a spoon, and he leaves his milk out. Okay, I'm sorry. Grown men especially fathers, should know how to exist. Business owners. Inequality to their wives. They should know how to cook. They should know how to clean. If you don't know how to do those two basic tasks when you're in a marriage, you're an asshole. Mm -hmm. Thank you. That was my TED Talk of the day. Also, she finds a family photo and the Nancy Drew book, Hal calls and she's saying, oh, I'm at Pops with Cheryl's and they'll just meet at the debate. Okay, but that hasn't really answered why he has this share B&B. Yeah, why does he still have it? Why is he still paying for it? And he's still cozy in there, like, with all his stuff. When's the last time he was in there? He, he must have some kind of... If he sleeps at his house, then, like, what? He must have some kind of girlfriend on the side. Ooh. Other than Penelope. Oh, snap. Why else would you keep, like, a weird place? Yeah. So, Betty goes and... Oh, at the debate, there are a few things that are important. The first question I had was like, why isn't Betty sitting with Hal? And it's because they came separately. And I understand that now because she's sitting Mm -hmm. with Cheryl. And then another thing is that like, it is not Hal because he was there. He was not the one shooting at least. Not necessarily he's not the Black Hood, but he was not the one shooting them that night. No. (sighs) And that Black Hood looked nothing like Hal's build. Yeah. So she goes later and she confronts Hal and he's saying, I just bought you that book as a present because I knew it was your favorite. And like, Here's the thing that I thought was kind of weird about this is if it was like, dad, are you a murderer? Instead of being like, Betty, why would you think that? You should be like, what? Yeah, if someone accused me of being a- How could you possibly think that I'm a murderer? What's wrong with you? Yeah, Why, why would you answer so ambiguously? But also they're trying to like misdirect us somehow because like if I hadn't seen the rest of this show, I would be like, Betty, why are you being such a jerk to your dad? He seems like a really good dad. He does, yeah, but no- this whole thing frustrated me so much because it was like, it was like stupid ball ambiguous. Like where you're like, why would any human being answer in that manner unless they're a character on a TV show trying to imply that they're a murderer because they need to kill time until they're at the penultimate episode in the finale. Right. And so like, yeah, Betty has this hood. And so she calls her dad and she's like, we need to finish the conversation that we started. We should meet at the town hall where it all began. I hope like, I know you understand. And he says, yeah, I get it. And she says, you know, it's just between them, like, like it always should have been and always was supposed to be or whatever. And I'm like, what? Huh? What? How is this like, if Hal isn't the murderer, he should be like, girl, what are you talking about? It's either that Hal is the murderer or Hal's about to get murdered. Oh my God. What if Hal gets murdered? Like, I really don't feel like Hal's making it out of this season. Man, every dad needs to be shot at some point, I guess. Oh my God. Don't say such things about FP. Oh, I know, but... I mean, most dads are getting shot or killed or something. Clifford, Fred, Hal potentially, like, I'm worried about them. Hiram's the one doing the shooting, so he's fine. Also, Hiram and FP have both gone to jail. 
Keller lost his job now. And everyone thinks he's a killer. Like, the dads can't catch a break. No. So Betty's at the town hall. And the moms don't have roles, except unless you're Alice. Yeah. And so Betty's at the town hall somehow, even though it's a crime scene. Sure, break into town hall at night. Are there not archives that people need to protect? Whatever. So she lays out all her stuff and, and stuff, and she has her gun. And I'm like, girl, are you about to shoot your dad? Yeah. Like, what's, what's going on here? I'm so confused. And so, yeah, Betty's waiting, and there's a knock. And, like, is it at Town Hall? I can't tell. But either way, it's definitely at Cheryl's house. And she's like, Mom, I swear if this is one of your gentleman callers. Question, is this either sh- either Penelope's still there and she's like, Ugh, Mom, you're the worst. Or she's being like, Ugh, Mom told didn't tell them that she moved. Yeah, I thought Cheryl asked to be emancipated. I feel like it was the latter where she's just like, Ugh, Mom, I swear. Like, not, like, obviously not being like, Mom, but actually being like, Ugh. I can't believe you didn't tell them that you moved. But yeah, okay. I guess. I could buy that. The book that she is reading is called Books of Blood by Clive Barker. Uh, and they are a series of horror fiction horror fiction collections written by Clive Barker. He's British. There are six books in total. Um, simply subtitled Volume 1 to Volume 6. Um, each volume contains four or five stories. I'm just trying to figure out what they're about. Un- Although undoubtedly horror stories, like most of Barker's work, they mix fantasy themes in as well. The unrelentingly bleak tales invariably take place in a contemporary setting, usually featuring everyday people who become embroiled in terrifying or mysterious events. Ooh. Um, which sounds spoopy. And definitely relevant, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just trying to see if any of these are, like, super... Oh, the several of them have been adapted into films... Volume one. I don't know what volume she was reading, so I can't really tell. But either way, there you go. That's all the research that I really have. So I, I like that, that Cheryl's like reading preference. Yeah. <laughs> and um, the Black Hood's there. So yikes. So are we meant to think that the Black Hood is there so it can't be Hal? Or are we meant to think that we didn't see Hal because instead of meeting Betty, he is the Black Hood and went to go take care of business? Dude, I don't even know. I'm just confused as to, like... Yeah, that sums that one right up. Why they so adamantly did not want to kill Cheryl, like, enough to be, like... I mean, okay, well, here's the thing, though. Now that we know that it was Ethel who did the letters, maybe that wasn't the Black Hood. The Black Hood didn't care about not killing Cheryl. They were just going to kill whoever played Carrie. Yeah. Although, like, it's preferable that it was Midge because she got away from him before or whatever. So I guess... So the Black Hood... So the Black Hood could have killed Ethel and it would have been just as fine? I guess they probably would have been just like, hey, yo, it's me, the Black Hood, still killing people. It's a sin because Ethel did whatever. But like, since it was mid, she was like, ooh, I can spin this and make it make sense. All of this is very thinly and poorly veiled. Watch the Black Hood be like Ethel's dad. Who we haven't even met. Wait, he's dead. Wait, is he alive? Yeah, he's alive. He um, attempted suicide, but he's he's alive. Dude, I bet you that's what they end up doing. That it's Ethel's dad. Yeah. Should we move on to the final storyline? Yeah. All right, it's serpent time, a.k.a. the part that I care about the most. All right. Yeah, I was going to say. Yeah. So uh, War Baby hit them up uh, from Shankshaw, and it turns out the ghoulies are released, which we know is a thing next episode. I haven't seen the extended trailer, so I'm really excited. Um, yeah, they're right. Uh, wait, wait. A moment where we need to laugh at Shankshaw. Yes, good, good, yes. Okay, continue. And so the bulldogs come in, and they're just like, hey, one of you was screwing Midge. I bet it was Sweet Pea. And I'm like, true, makes sense. Dude's dreamy. I get it. You had to pick one. It's all good. Why are you like this? What? What do you mean? Why am I like this? Take a guess. <laughs> You're like, yeah, that makes perfect sense. <laughs> and so, 
Sweet Pea's like, I didn't even know Midge. And I'm like, and yet you were at her funeral just to be supportive or what? He, I support he, you. Well, I bet you, I bet you he knew about their relationship and he went for Fangs because Fangs was upset. Yeah. So then they all start to fight and everything and Jughead and Archie like stop their respective gangs. I mean, when was the last time you saw Jughead and Archie work together on anything? Right? But they were buds this episode and I like that about them. But like, this is the thing that blows my mind is Juggy and Archie are barely friends on this show. Mm-hmm. Like the first season was kind of about like they're falling out, but then they never really like reformed. Like Archie has stronger relationships with Ronnie and Betty than he does with Jughead. It's true. Which I'm not complaining about because I like that Archie has, oh, I guess he doesn't actually have a platonic relationship with Betty. No. So never mind. But I just wanted to say that at the end of last season, they were like, Jughead is going to join the serpents. Mm -hmm. And I just wanted to say that I think that's one of the best decisions that this show has made. And you weren't sure about it at first. No, I loved it. You weren't sure about it. No, I was sure that... Oh, right. It was... You were upset because of the bughead scene. Oh, I was upset about the bughead scene, but then as soon as, like, it got, like, um, interrupted, and then the whole serpent thing happened, I was like, yes! Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes! And then they were like, here's a dog. I was like, yes, thank you. I love this. Yo, Bring it in. What happened to that dog? Yeah, Hot Dog was living them for them, living with them for a while. Um, but we don't know. Well, someone, someone keep up with the dog continuity. He must That's have the most like, important type of continuity. Well, the reason why he had the dog was like because he was a new recruit. So maybe he got given to the next new recruit. Oh, good point. And so Fang says to Jughead, like, dude, it was me. Like, I'm gonna look super, super guilty, but like, I swear I didn't do it. And I'm like, I believe you, bro. I know who yeah. you are. And this is not you. You would never. And so he's like, dude, can you delete the footage? And he's like, I totally would. But I already gave it to Keller for evidence. So you should just lay low right now and, and hope things are going to be chill. And what motive would Fangs have to do it? It wasn't like it was jealous boyfriend. Exactly. Yeah, he has no motive. No. Um, like, if anything, he would have killed Moose. Like, what did they expect they were talking about? He's like, okay, just so you know, I'm going to murder you from this scene to this scene. And Midge is like, cool. Yeah, apparently. As if. And so Reggie is the one who put up the posters and Jughead's like, you know, pulling them down. And he's like, can your dudes lay off, please? I like that they pulled old culpability and responsibility off of Archie by giving it to Reggie so that Mm -hmm. Reggie could seem like the villain. Because I think halfway through the season, they realized half of the crap that Archie was doing was actually very villainous. Yeah. Totally agree. And he's like, by the way, none of my serpents are the Black Hood. So, you know, I actually love the way he said it because he was just like, by the way, none of my serpents are a middle-aged man with green eyes, so you can stop looking. I mean, he has a good point. (laughs) And so he's like, I gotta go see the sheriff about some stuff. And he's like, cool, I'll come with you. And gotta go see a sheriff about some stuff. (laughs) Gotta go see a man about a horse. And so somehow this sheriff supports the Dark Circle. Yeah, he's not crooked at all. What? And he's like, oh, also, here's the troublemaker. Is he even a real sheriff? Um, interesting. I'm going to go with no. I like that. I'm going to go with no. I mean, Um, a Hiram installation has a 50-50 shot at being an actor. Also, Jughead uses the word iconoclast, which I love and I think he's really smart. The dictionary definition of iconoclast is a person who attacks cherished beliefs or institutions. Shouldn't have the word icon in it, because it makes it sound like a compliment. <laughs> I love it in, like, Jughead-like um, oh, yeah. context, though. I think that's totally him, though. 
for Oh, her. hashtag that's so Jughead. That's so Jughead. And so he's like, okay, well, can we talk in your office? Because I need to talk to you about some stuff. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. He's like, they go into the office and he's like, what is sex? <laughs> I don't get it. Help. Um, so Jughead's at Pops talking with FP and he's saying, I don't have the footage. Like the dude wants to go frame by frame through it, which is funny because that's literally what we do. What First of all, what we do. And also like the phrase I used when I was like, they're going to go frame by frame through Jughead's footage. But again, how useful can that grainy as hell footage be? Exactly. And so FP's like, curses. Things are bad. No matter what, <laughs> Fangs is going to look guilty. I have a massive complaint about FP being in this episode. Tell me. Okay. Remember that time last episode when FP found out that he had a child that was brutally murdered? Oh, yeah. Now he's just like, oh, I'm in a different storyline. Yeah. Remember how FP and Alice share a child and their child was brutally murdered? I remember. Okay, good, because the show doesn't. Mm. Like, are they just not going to deal with that? Like, how all of a sudden is for reals back in the house? FP and Alice... Like, haven't discussed it. Mm-hmm. Alice is back having, like, normal family dinners. True. Her kid's dead. Oh, you right. And where's Polly? I love how they're like, we'll get through it together. But also, frick Polly. We'll get through it together. I mean, two of your children are dead. But we'll get through it together. Whatever. Wait, Polly isn't dead. Well, I mean, she might as well be. Uh, She's dead to the storyline. Yeah, that's... Okay, there you go. That's fine. Listen, I can make a justification for saying something stupid. Yeah. Just so, give me time. Jughead's saying, either way, like, this is good for the Lodges. They're just like, hey, if someone's arrested, great. And if it's a Southsider, perfect. The Lodges' grudge against the Southside will puzzle me forever. Yeah. Where's the motive? Exactly. Like, what dark thing in Hiram's past messed him up so badly that he hates the whole Southside? Hmm. I want to make a headcanon, but I don't know. You know what I mean, though? Yes, I do. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Fangs' video, I guess, gets leaked by somebody, maybe the... Fake sheriff. Crooked sheriff, exactly. Yeah. And so Weatherby's like, Fangs, can I get you to my office? And I was like, he busy. He's, he's super busy. And so Reggie and co. are, like, running towards him, and the police show up, and it turns out he has a knife on him, and so he gets thrown to the ground. Yikes. Save him. Of course he has a knife on him. Yeah, he needs I'm a not, knife, you know? I'm I'm not supporting him. Don't bring weapons to school exactly. and children should not have weapons. The people are trying to but attack him. Of course he has a knife. He's literally in a gang. Yeah. And he's not very bright. And he's afraid. Yes. And, like, that's the thing is that it's just, like, where's the logic in his head, you think, dude, that's going to make you look more suspicious, but also, like, people are going to find out it's you so at any point you need to be ready and have and be like armed you know especially if you're a person who's in a gang and like that is logical to you and because not only are all the townspeople after him but the black hood murdered someone that he was sleeping with for obviously reasons very related to that yeah so what reason would he have to think that the black hood wouldn't come after him next exactly true so the bulldogs are at the white worm with their like weapons or whatever and they've like set a heckin dumpster on fire and slashed a bunch of tires and so anything dumber than a teenage boy can't name one yeah you could try but you can't and so jughead calls archie ooh ooh a men's rights activist (laughs) (laughs) sorry meninism incels and so uh, jughead calls archie and he's like literally archie what the heck and archie's like not me bro i'm being pushed right out of this 
Archie's like, bro, I, I just got laid. I, I truly have nothing to do with this. No, this was after. <laughs> this was when he was waking up after falling asleep with a baseball bat. Oh, there was two different phone calls in which Archie was awoken. Yeah. And I was he's like, hoping we were at the, that one already. Almost. And so he's like, Hogeye saw you. And I'm like, thanks for bringing back Hogeye. That dude's my bro. Is Hogeye the one that Alice knew? Yeah, who knew her, who okay. remembered her, uh, her drink. Her drink. Yeah. yeah, we like Hogeye. And so friends. McCoy shows up and Fangs is saying that he was just talking to Mitch. Like, that's it. Like, that's all they were doing was just talking, which I think totally mm-hmm. makes sense. And but also is what Midge said he or is what Moose said he was just doing as well. Um, yeah. And so the reason why Fangs is currently being held is because he had a weapon at school. But if they don't have like any real evidence or whatever he can only stay in there for 24 hours so as long as he stays silent he should be okay and that ends up working out just bad things happen right afterward i mean it 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 was so close to being perfect yeah um and then it all went to hell which is just riverdale in a nutshell yep and so they're like fangs is not the black hood clearly because the black hood was just at town hall and fangs was heckin locked up right here and she's like yeah well those are being treated as two separate things so even if Fangs isn't the Black Hood, he could have been pretending to be the Black Hood and killing Midge. And I mean, you know, as annoying as that is, that does make sense. Yeah. And so there's like, there's one hour left. There's a bunch of protesters outside. So like, yikes, but you know, at least he'll be free. And now for the part where I cheered, I cheered. Okay. Joaquin is back. Oh my God. Dude, did not see that coming. I did not see that coming. I am so so thrilled. I was shocked at that. I love Joaquin. So if he can safely come back into Riverdale then. I mean like secretly, like a secret guy. Also, yeah. just wanted to point out that uh, Joaquin was wearing a necklace and it was a fang. And that Joaquin, as was a little Easter egg in season one, uh, lives in San Junipero. Yeah, and they said it out loud this time. They did. I was like, oh. <gasps> Gay paradise, that's what he deserves. Headcanon that Joaquin and Fangs were a thing. Oh, yeah, cool, yeah. Because um, Fangs is hacking by. I like it. And so, yeah, they said San Junipero out loud because before it was just an Easter egg and it said it on the bus. I'm so happy. So Jughead's um, like... For anyone who doesn't know, San Junipero oh, yeah. is the best episode of Black Mirror ever done, um, which depicts an interracial female relationship where they fall in love and it's adorable and you should go watch it and it is the happiest thing that came out of like recent gay media really and at work heaven is a place on earth like plays all the time and always just like ah heaven is a place on earth makes me cry now yeah in a happy way like you cry happy tears if you haven't watched san junipero i recommend it if you're like oh black mirror seems too spoopy for me or like you know it's a netflix show so it could be like you know have a bunch of it's it's that's a good episode to watch that that episode is chill you can watch it yeah if you're gonna watch any episode don't worry black mirror it's like all standalone episodes watch that one if you're going to watch any I episode, showed, watch that one. That was the first episode of Black Mirror that my mom watched, and she cried. Because <laughs> she loved it so much. Yeah. And I was like, yay! That's a good one. That's, um, if you play Heaven is a Place on Earth, you can make my sister cry almost on command. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's a mob outside, and so they're like, Joaquin, stay here. But they had, like, this kind of, like, close-up on him, and I was like, please stay forever. Does that mean is that it- Joaquin's going to be in the next episode? 
Yo, but also, isn't it like the responsibility of the police to escort suspects out and keep them safe? Crooked sheriff! Fake-ass sheriff with terrible at his stupid job. You know what? Even Keller would have tried. Oh, absolutely Keller would have tried. He would have been like, I don't care. Like, because Keller's not a heckin' bigot. Keller would have been like, I don't care if you're from the south side. I mean, he low-key is, though. Why? Oh, just because he's like, yeah, whatever. Mayor, do whatever you want. But I do believe that... And he arrested all the kids. I, I do believe that... He wouldn't have been like, you're from the South Side, get out yourself. He would have been like, you're, I know you're, well, he, I don't know if he would have said, I a know you're kid. innocent, but like, y- you're allowed to leave, I will help you leave. It's, it was a human life that he could not prove was a murderer. Yeah. So Jughead calls Archie, and this is the part where he was like, this is the part you were waiting for. Yeah. And he's like, get down here. And people are chanting justice for Midge, but they're also sh- shouting free fangs. So I'm like, what's I... going on? I like that, but, like, the two things are unrelated. Yeah. <laughs> like, none, no one in Riverdale has a brain. And so there's a crowd everywhere, and Fang says that he doesn't want to die. And he's, like, crying, and I'm like, support him! Save him! Save him! He just he just wants to live a nice life. He's a person. And also, he's kind of a cheater, so, like, someone please teach that boy some actual good life lessons. Yeah. What's his home life like? Support yeah. him. And so... This is the real core four. Like, this is the core four that yeah. I'm, that I care about. I, can you please just, like, tell me all of your feelings about how this is, like, the true core four? I don't know what to say. Like, okay, so this is the real core four. Would I like to have two girls and two guys? Sure. But we have Jughead, who is arguably the best, if not, if not the best, the most good member of the core, of the real core four. Yeah. Then you have Sweet Pea. <laughs> Ride or die Sweet Pea. Ride or die Sweet Pea, who just cares about his friends. Like, if you told me that the best characters on this show were going to be gang members, I don't know. But but they are. But they absolutely are. You have Sweet Pea, who's just like <laughs> tall boy, but better. Because he's just real tall and he cares about his friends. And his like best friend is Fangs. And they all have nothing but loyalty. And did you see Sweet Pea's face when he was like... Trying to help Fangs after Fangs gets shot? Like, I cried. I fully cried. Oh, no. For sure. Because they have nothing but loyalty to each other. Because they don't have anything but each other. Exactly. Okay, so then you have Fangs. And I know that you don't think Fangs had a character up until Carrie the Musical. But he did. And so if you... If anybody wants to go back and watch season two and, like, pay attention to Fangs, I swear he was a person and he had... He's been there. I I believe you. I just, like, don't believe he was, like, fully developed in a way that... Like, he could have been. Totally. Um, but he definitely was there. And, you know, he and Sweet Pea were best friends. Like, they hung out all the time. And they would, like, play fight sometimes because they were best friends. And, like, I love them. And they just kind of, like, really brought Jughead into, like, their friend group. And I support them. And then four is Tony, who we've already, ta- like, sung our praises about Tony. I love Tony so much. I love Tony. Everything about Tony is great. She's ride or die. You know, everyone in this group is ride or die, which I can't say about the the actual core four. No, I don't think they have any loyalty to each other. Not really. They have loyalty to like unless they're in the couple, their partners, and then sometimes not even but, that. And like Jughead doesn't have loyalty to like like Veronica. Like he suspects her of stuff. Exactly. Like. I don't know what else I can say. They're better than every, like, those are my, probably my four favorite characters. And then, you know, obviously FP and Alice are up there as well. But, like, 
those are my uh, those are my four that's that's my core four for sure I absolutely agree. And I was like really emotional seeing like them get in that huddle. And say that in unity there is strength. Like, that's, oh. Yeah, that's that's true loyalty. Like Hiram is trying to buy what the serpents have naturally. Yeah. Oh, I support them. And so I also don't believe that they knew Sweet Pea until Jughead was a real serpent. Because Sweet Pea was a jerk. He like tried to hurt Archie and was like always like, you know, had a knife all the time and like, you know, was a jerk. And then as soon as like Jughead became his friend, then suddenly it was just like, here he is. This is the real person. Yeah. So anyway, they get outside and FP is also there, like trying to help them and everything. Archie shows up, which I'm so glad he did. Cause I was really worried that he wasn't going to. And we also have Reggie who's there with a gun. Where did you get that? Um, don't know. Hiram probably. It had to be Hiram, right? And so Archie tries to stop him because he sees it and Fangs gets shot which I heard about as a spoiler months ago, and I just hoped wasn't yeah. true. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it was Reggie who shot him. The ankle was wrong. I think it was Reggie who shot him, and I think Archie accidentally pulled the trigger. Ooh, a quandary. Well, both their hands were on the gun. True. We both, we both reached for that gun. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm just saying. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think, I don't think, then I don't think it was Reggie alone for sure. But either way, Reggie's canceled. Oh, yeah. No, I'm done with it. All right. That's it. Those those are my notes. What a great, I really enjoyed this episode. I feel like there was a lot for us to talk about. I had a good time talking with you about it. For sure. I had a great time. Let's do it again next week. Okay. Okay. Two more weeks. (laughs) And then you can join us on our The 100 100 Podcast. Where I have a whole bunch of fun. All right, is it time for our segments? Yeah. Okay, so now it's time for our segments. My first segment is called Asexual Jughead? Question mark, question mark, question mark. And the answer is yes, always yes. I don't care. And my segment is which mom was the most badass in this episode? And I mean, I'm just going to give it to Alice. Yeah, she didn't do much, but... You know what? I think you should give it to Sierra. (gasps) Yeah, actually, no, freak it. It's totally Sierra. I love that they're bringing her character in a new direction and found a way to integrate her again. Mm -hmm. Good. I love how Jughead called her Attorney McCoy. <laughs> I'm like, you gotta use her, her, her like full title. Okay, he's a respectful boy. So respectful. And yeah. my next, um, <laughs> my next segment is called "Did the Snake Parents Acknowledge Their Obvious History?" Um, not this episode, but they have done no. in the past, so it's chill. They forgot to. Yeah, yeah. And now it's time for our best line award. So my best line award goes to Hiram somehow for. And this is the other one. I mean. Uh, he's like, this is Archie. I am singing his praises and also this one's here too. Um, and mine goes to uh, Veronica for... I want ships named after me, not horses. Duh. Dope line. I loved it. It's trailer time. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> okay, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Trailer reactions in three, two, one, play. play. Oh god. Oh, save things. The serpents saw Reggie with a gun. Oh, Sweepy's pissed. Oh, the ghoulies are back. You were in on this? Oh my god. What was Hermione in on? I don't know. Oh my god. We're going down. Why is. We're going down. Holy crap, there's so much to unpack. Why was there the serpent lawyer back? I forgot her name. Penny. There's so much to unpack in there. I just wanted to say that the heckin' Riverdale or the heckin' the hundred trailers are 17 sec 
seconds long, like really only like 10 seconds long and there's nothing in them right now. And I'm pissed and there's so much in here. Well, there's supposed to be, the Hunter trailers are supposed to be, there's the regular trailer that airs on East Coast and then West Coast airs and there's the extended trailer. Right. And they haven't been doing extended trailers at all. Yeah, which is annoying. Which okay. it just irritates the hell out of me. So Cheryl is screaming from the Black Hood. Black Hood has an axe through a door. They're at the register. Hermione's saying something. They're bringing Fangs into the hospital, which I recognize from 201. Um, something bad's happening at Pops. It's Archie. Betty is there. Archie's talking about how they saw Reggie with the gun or something. Ooh, Sweet Pea is throwing a... Oh, that's scary. Sweet Pea is throwing a garbage can through the trophy case at Riverdale High? Question mark? I guess. Veronica's in a car rolling down the window. Penny is here talking to Jughead on the phone. Someone has a knife to the um, bulldogs. The ghoulies are back. Black Hood walking through a door, which looks like Cheryl's house. Betty talking on the phone. Veronica in her dad's study. Hermione's in on something. I love when she's in the study. Hermione's in on something, and it looks like what Veronica's got on the table is potentially the photocopies that Betty made of her dad's planner. Oh, that would make sense, because Ronnie hasn't been pulled into that plot yet. Yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe this is penul- penultimate episode. Yeah, like, oh my gosh. like it's about to go down. Honestly, like, at first, I was like, this season is way too long. Like, the seasons aren't this long anymore, so it's like, how are they gonna do this? But, like, I hope season three is this long, too. Yep. Yeah. I, it has to be. Yeah. The ghoulies. <laughs> okay. Hey, Brittany, do you want to play a game? Yeah. Do you remember what the main ghoulie guy's name was? Because I do. No. No. His name was Malachi. It was not. Yeah, it sure was. That's a dope name. Yeah. I remember because when I was in high school, I watched the Shaytards, and that's what their dog's name was. That's how I remember. Although that kind of went to garbage, the Shaytards did. Who the hell are they? Oh, they were like a family who did like um, uh, daily vlogs. Okay. And it turned and then like the main guy, like the dad had the same birthday as me and I I like look in my time hop of me being like, "Happy birthday, Shay. We have the same birthday or whatever." But like then it turns out that he like cheated on his wife and so they all like went and like the vlogs just like stopped. It was a whole thing. Anyway, I don't know where those guys are. Oh. Yeah, it was a whole was- yeah. Um anyway, Malachi is wearing Lexa makeup. Tony <laughs> is tied up. In front of a fire? No. No. Someone is getting pushed into a... Okay, but Tony's fine because she's just been married, made a series regular. Oh, yeah. No, she's totally fine. Shout out to yeah. Vanessa Morgan, by the way. Heck yeah. Heck yeah. It looks like Archie's pushing someone into this coffee table, but I can't tell who it is. Jughead yelling at FP. Archie presumably just running down the street like he always is. Is that Keller with a gun? Yeah. Um, I thought it was. Yeah, it is. It's Keller with a gun. Looks like riots are happening here. Those are definitely ghoulies, I believe. Riots in Riverdale? Say it ain't so. Oh my god. Luke Perry right now? What about him? In the scene where he's protecting Archie? Oh, I missed that part. That acting, though. What timestamp is that at? Uh, 19 seconds. 18, 19. With a gun to to Archie. (gasps) Oh, wow. Oh my god, they finally gave Luke Perry something to do. Thank you. That's so nice. Penny is back. Who's that in the car? Hiram? Uh, 
It looks like it's Hiram who's angry in a car. Yeah, it's Hiram for sure. And he's Yeah, it's definitely Hiram. Okay. Sweepy's pushing somebody. Oh, it's Jughead. He's pushing Jughead. Why are you guys mad at each other? Support each other, please. Oh, who are you? Who's this dude kicking a door open when then there's a couch in front of it? Who is this? Are you that can't be the black hood. No. But who is that? He must be some kind of goonie that looks like he's that looks like Hiram's office. Yeah, and then and then Hiram looking, and then FP yelling. Oh, that's gonna be dope. Hermione with a gun protecting Veronica. Those parallels, though. Archie okay, with a heckin' so... torch at Pops. Bro, what is he doing? Bro, bro, this episode's gonna be heckin' nuts. Oh my! It god. is gonna be insane. Oh my god! We are unprepared. We are completely unprepared. I hope that. The finale is just as interesting because we'll be together for that one and it'll be extra fun. Yes! We could Skype we could Skype through this one too if we wanted to. The way me and Sam did that one time. Oh yeah. But that would be fun. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. Our music is Terminal by Good News Tunes. Uh, if you'd like to, we'd love if you would review us on iTunes. That's like our our next big thing. So if you enjoy what we do here, uh, please consider writing a review. And if you're a fan of The 100, we like to talk about that show, too, um, if we didn't make that obvious during this entire podcast. So you should go listen to our Season 4 podcast and then catch us with Season 5. Which is currently airing, so it's really exciting. Yeah. If you're a fan of Lost, we like to talk about that show, too. We are all done Season 1, and Season 2 is starting soon. Like, we are, we are recording the first episode of Season 2 in the coming few days. So, so yeah. Yeah. You can follow the Aficionados on Twitter, Facebook, Tumblr, Instagram, Redbubble, YouTube, but mostly Twitter. And our Patreon is patreon.com slash the Aficionados. If you like what we do here, please consider donating because it's expensive. It's expensive. And we really appreciate it when you guys help us out because uh, all this money goes straight back into the podcast. So thank yeah, you. It makes us like, it, it warms my heart. Yeah. And it really like takes a lot of stress off of us when we get yeah. that. So thank you guys so much oh, for, really for helping us out truly. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at Britannia, which is B-R-I-T-T-A-N-I-A with an underscore at the end. And you can follow me personally at Robin E. Jeffrey. That's R-O-B-Y-N-E-J-E-F-F-R-E-Y pretty much everywhere. And join us for the next episode, which is 221 Judgment Night. Which is a 1993 American action thriller film. And it's about friends on the run from a gang of drug dealers after they witness a murder. Ooh. So oof. Man, I'm hyped. I am also hyped. Okay, love you. Bye. Okay, love you. Bye.